0: Well, hello, and welcome back to day 32. And uh, if I start humming Hamilton in the middle of this, I'm sorry. It's stuck in my head. But we will go ahead and start with today's reading. It will be Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, and ending in that chapter with 15, verse 18. So Israel's wilderness detour. When Pharaoh finally left the people go. God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said, if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus, the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to, to this. He said, God will certainly come to help you. When he does, you must take my bones with you from this place. The Israelites left Sarkath and camped out at Edom on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and the provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night, and the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses, ordered the Philistines to turn back and camp by Fiharoth between Migdol and the sea. "'Camp there along the shore across from baal "'Then Pharaoh will think the Israelites are confused. "'They are trapped in the wilderness. "'And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart, "'and he will chase after you. "'I have planned this in order to display my glory "'through Pharaoh and his whole army. "'After this, the Egyptians will know that I am Lord, "'so the Israelites camped there as they were told.'" The Egyptians pursue Israel. When word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. What have we done letting all the Israelite slaves get away? They asked. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, so he chased after the people of Israel, who had left with fist raised in defense or defiance. The Egyptians chased after them with all the forces of Pharaoh's army, all his horses and chariots, his chariots and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore near Fafiroth, across from Beelzefim, as Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, Why did you bring us here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, Leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. But Moses told the people, Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Escape through the Red Sea Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and charioters. When my glory is displayed through them, All Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. Then the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. The cloud settled between the Egyptians and the Israelite camps. A darkness fell. The cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and Israelites did not approach each other all night. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. When the wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land, so the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side. Then the Egyptians, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and charioters, chased them into the middle of the sea. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army, from the pillar of fire and cloud and he threw their forces into total confusion. He twisted their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Let's get out of here, away from these Israelites, the Egyptians shouted. The Lord is fighting for them against us. When all the Israelites had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, Raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and their chariots and charioters. So as the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the water rushed back into its usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioters, the entire army of Pharaoh, of all the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea. Not a single one survived. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground, as the water stood up like a wall on both sides. That is how the Lord rescued Israel from the hand of the Egyptians that day. And the Israelites saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the seashore. When the people of Israel saw the mighty power of the Lord and had unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe before him. They put their faith in the Lord and in his servant Moses. A Song of Deliverance then Moses, the people of Israel, sang this song to the Lord: "I will sing to the Lord, for He has triumphed glorious. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song; He has given me victory. This is my God, and I will praise Him. My Father's God, and I will exalt Him. The Lord is a warrior; Yahweh is His name. Pharaoh's chariots and army." He has hurled into the sea. The finest of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters gushed over them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, smashes the enemy. In the greatest of your majesty, you overthrew those who rise against you. You unleash your blazing fury. It consumes them like straw. At the blast of your breath, the waters piled up. The surging water stood straight like a wall. In the heart of the sea, the deep waters became hard. The enemy boasted, I will chase and catch up with them. I will plunder them and consume them. I will flash my sword. My powerful hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord, glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders? You raised your right hand, and the earth swallowed our enemies. With your unfailing love, you lead the people you have redeemed. In your might, you guide them to your sacred home. The people hear and tremble. Anguish grips those who live in Philistine. The leader of Edom and territory are terrified, the nobles of Moab tremble. All who live in Canaan melt away. Terror and dread fall upon them. The power of your arm makes them lifeless as stone. Until you your people pass by, O oh Lord, until the people you purchase pass by. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain the place o lord reserved for your own dwelling the sanctuary o lord that your hands have established the lord will reign forever and ever so now we turn to matthew chapter 21 verse 23 through 46 the authority of jesus challenged When Jesus returned to the temple and began teaching, the leading priests and elders came up to him. They demanded, What? By what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right? I tell you, by what authority I do these things, if you answer one question, Jesus replied. Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven, or was it merely human? They talked it over amongst themselves. If we say it was from heaven he will ask us why we didn't believe John. But if we say it was merely human, we'll be mobbed because the people believe John was a prophet. So they finally replied, We don't know. And Jesus responded, Then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. The Parable of the Two Sons But what do you think about this? A man with two sons told the older boy, Son, Go out and work in the vineyard yard today. The son answered, No, I won't go. But later, he changed his mind and went anyway. Then the father told the other son, You go. And he said, Yes, sir, I will. But he didn't go. Which of the two boys obeyed his father? They replied, The first. Then Jesus explained his meaning. I tell you the truth. Corrupt tax collectors and per- prostitutes will go into the kingdom of God before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you didn't believe him, while tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe him and report it and repent of your sins. Parable of Evil Farmers Now listen to another story. A certain landowner planted a vineyard, built a wall around it dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country. At that time, the grape harvest, he sent his servants to collect his share of the crop, but the farmers grabbed his servants, beat one, killed one, and stoned the other. So the landowner sent a larger group of servants to collect for him, but the results were the same. Finally, the owner sent his son, thinking, surely they will respect my son. But when the tenant farmer saw his son coming, they said to one another, He comes here to hire, or to the heir of the estate. Come on, let's kill him and get the estate ourselves. So they grabbed him, dragged him out of the vineyard, and murdered him. When the owner of the vineyard returned, Jesus returns, Jesus asked, What do you think... He will do to these farmers. The religious leaders replied, He will put the wicked men to a horrible death and lease the vineyard to another who will give him his share of the crop after each year. Then Jesus asked them, Didn't you ever read this in the scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord doing, and it is wonderful to see. I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation that will produce the proper fruit. Anyone who stumbles over the stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone it falls on. When the leading priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they realized he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked farmers. They wanted to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowds. Who considered Jesus to be a prophet? So now we turn to Psalm 26, 1 through 12. And before I read that, I'm just going to make sure I did that right. Yep, 26, 1 through 12. Declare me innocent, O Lord. For I have acted with integrity. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Put me on trial, Lord, and cross-examine me. Test my motives and my heart, for I am always aware of your unfailing love, and I have lived according to your truth. I do not spend time with liars or go along with hypocrites. I hate the gathering those who do evil, and I refuse to join in with the wicked. I wash my hands to declare my innocence. I come to your altar, O Lord, singing a song of thanksgiving and telling of all your wonders. I love your sanctuary, Lord, the place where your glorious presence dwells. Don't let me suffer the fate of sinners. Don't condemn me along with murderers. Their hands are dirty with evil schemes, and they consistently take bribes. But I am not like that. I live with integrity. So redeemed. redeem me and show me mercy. Now I stand on solid ground, and I will publicly praise the Lord. And now we go to Proverbs chapter 6, 16-19. through 19. There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things He detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, Hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in a family. And again, we thank you for joining us here on day 32, and uh, we hope this is helping you as well as us. And uh, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.